Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparkling 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 59, actually. Damn, getting close to 60, boys. Anyways, I'll jump right into the panel. It's obviously me, Danny, a little under the weather, so sorry about my ugly-ass voice right now. But we're also joined with Christian. Christian, how you doing, dude? I'm doing all right, man. I'm also a little bit under the weather, so you could probably... Hear a little snivel in my voice as well. Apologies for that. Um, at least Sporting got back uh, on track a little bit um, today. For real. And we would have been sitting in third had they have uh, gotten their shit together last weekend as well. But anyways, we'll, we'll get into that. We're also joined by Nando. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, so we at least... Uh, I don't know how I feel about these last four games, man. It's, it was a mixed bag of... Yeah, dude, definitely a roller coaster as always. Um, anyways, we're going to start off with the Twitter questions this week. Um, we released a, a tweet out on the third. Uh, we were going to do a podcast immediately after um, the PSV and Juve sent games, but unfortunately things came up, so we couldn't. Um, but we'll uh, start answering and um, you know reading out your comments right now. So starting off with uh, David Claudio at David Strife 35 he asks, why can't we have good results on both Liga Europa and, and Liga Portuguesa? Uh, do you like Luis Neto? And do you agree that some players at Sporting do not have the mentality to play in our club? Uh, Nando, I'll give that first one off to you. Um, lots of impact, but go ahead, dude. Yeah, so uh, Luis Neto to me, you know, he's a serviceable center back. Um, I think he's do- he does his job. I don't think he's going to win any awards back there. I don't think he's going to you know, put out a performance like we saw Matteo put today. And he's definitely not going to offer any kind of work to the team, but he's serviceable. It is what it is. You know, he has his bad games and he has his good games. Um, and then the second part of that question you said was what? Cause you cut up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. It was, uh, do you agree that some players at Spartan do not have the mentality oh, yeah. to play in our club? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all kind of touched bases on that over the past few months or even over a year now. Um, gosh, we can even go back into Bruno Carvalho's uh, presidency. Um, Sporting definitely players that don't have not even the, you know, the, the wherewithal to understand the magnitude that is Sporting. And I think that's where, you end up having games in which we lose to Joe Vicente and games that we play very poorly against Morirense at, at times and things like that, where a team with, quote-unquote, a much bigger you know, salary and, and, and ability financially um, loses to an underdog or to a team that has you know pennies to the dollar like we do. So that's all mentality. That's all wanting to win. That's all wanting to honor the Sporting that you know, let alone not have the talent to play there, but they also don't have the mental capability to try to do so as well or play to the best of their ability. A hundred percent, dude. Um, and I also I was well, I was uh, seeing this clip from Mourinho. You guys should know by now. I, I'm a huge Mourinho fan. Where he talks about now, not uh, it's sort of off topic, but sort of on the same thing with the mentality. Um, where he was saying that he's had captains for his clubs that haven't been leaders. And where when you have a leader in your team, it sort of makes everything a lot easier to manage. Instead of being a manager, you're more of a coach. And I think that's, you know, really big on Spartan, even on today, um, where, I mean, and all credit to Bruno Fernandes, but is he a leader of the team? I'm even in that aspect. I'm not 100% sure. He'll lead by example in terms of his his technical abilities, 100%. But as a leader, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm with you. I'm not sure. We haven't had players with with the right mentality for for the club, even in Bruno Carvalho's era. So um, yeah, 100% agree with you, dude. Anyways, next question comes in from PM Rider esque at still PM Rider esque uh, on Twitter. Um, he says PSV win looked great, but you have to factor into the equation you're taking on a side who hadn't won in eight games and were uh, devoid of confidence. Uh, why do we persist with Hesse at least of all out on the right? 
spent more time falling over and, and thinking of pies than contributing anything versus Gil Vicente. <laughs> uh, 100% agree with you, dude. Um, all right, and now let's go into the comments and questions on today's tweet. Uh, starting with uh, Joel Da Silva at JoelLeon underscore 073. He, he asks, let's talk uh, Matos Pereira. How do you guys feel about him? While he's tearing apart the championship, we are stuck with Balassi and Hesse. Is there any chance we will be able to see him back in a Spartan shirt? Personally, I don't think him, him coming back, but what are your opinions? Christian, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back no matter what happens. Um, I've even seen uh, reports that say that uh, West Brom is interested in activating the, the buyout clause and then flipping him for a profit. Similar to what happened with Demaral, they activated the 3.5 and then turned around and sold him for like 20. So, you know, we, that would be a punch in the gut if that happened again, especially a player his quality. He goes to, you know, one of the bigger clubs in England. Um, and, you know, I'm obviously I, I want to see him succeed. You know, I, I've, I've always liked him and I wish him the best, but um, it seems like we, 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 we're going to waste the, the talent there. Um, and get the we're, we'll get nine million euros from which isn't you know horrible. I've seen worse transactions from Sporting, but um, you know he's probably worth more than that. Probably worth about double. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, especially in the English for the English market, man. He's twenty million easy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, maybe it's uh, number seven that he took last year. Uh, that curse is really, really big <laughs> amongst us, man. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, next question comes in from, again, David Claudio at David Strife 35 uh, He asks, do you guys think there are players in Sporting that do not have the mentality to play for our club? Yeah, we answered that. Do you like Luis Neto? We answered that. In January, do you think we have a decent transfer market in our club? Um, I'll give that question, or I'll take that question. I think we have a, we, 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 we have to be looking into the market. Um, I, I think there's still a decent appeal for us. I mean, we're still a top European, not a top European club, but we're still a European club where we're hopefully going to end up finishing either, in, uh, hopefully in first, but I mean, worst comes to worst, we'll finish in second in the Europa League, so we'll advance. So that'll give players some appeal to come play for us. Um, I, and more importantly, I think in January, what we need to be looking for is a striker um, because as we've seen, Throughout the season, but especially these last four games, Hesse isn't really a striker, um, and Hesse isn't really that, that guy. If we can cancel his loan in January, even better. Uh, so yeah, we need a striker. We need probably a number six, um, uh, and maybe a center back, depending on how bad Luis Neto is uh, after today's game, because he did go out and apparently he went to hospital. So all the best to him. Um, but yeah, at least just for January, definitely a striker and a number six. Um, so yeah, uh, next question comes in from Anthony Menez at Anthony M underscore SCP. Um, Neto's injury seemed pretty serious. He's out for expended, an extended period. Uh, thoughts on Eduardo Curejma being called up as our third central defender. Any chance Silas uh, is considering him over Ilori? That's a good shout. I actually forgot about Eduardo Curejma. Uh, Nando, I'll pass the one off to you, dude. Do you think Kurejma has a chance to even be ahead of Vilotti? But I don't think he's going to be the, the I don't think he's going to be the head guy over Vilotti at all. Um, especially us bringing in Vilotti and making it a big thing that he came back to the club and blah blah blah. Nah, there's no way he's going to get the call up over Vilotti unless you know injuries injuries persist. I can see him being called up and riding bench if need be. Wally Luddy starts or fills in, but that's as far as I think that goes. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, sadly. Um, but hopefully, Eduardo Kurejma, if not this season, next season, can, can start breaking into the first team. Um, next question comes from our boy all the way out in Jordan um, by the name of Abdallah, uh, hashtag Verandajout, at Armuti92. Yes, is it just me? Is it me, or is Hratu Jelson uh, better than all the wingers we have in the first team currently? Is Max finally our number one keeper? Um, Christian, what do you think, dude? No. <laughs> he no, is in terms better. of Max. Or, or no, Jel no, oh, no, Jelson. 
fuck Justin. I never even <laughs> Justin that much when he was here, man. He got, put his head down, dribble to the dribble to the corner. Um, you know, a not incredible crossing or finishing ability. Fast though. I mean, I don't care that he's not here. To be honest, um, that's all I'll say on him. And is Max Valley number one keeper? Um, it would appear as things are potentially trending in that direction. He hasn't. I mean, so how many? He's played three games now. He yep. played the, the Europa League game, the first Jules Saint game, yeah. and this game. He was good in PSV. He was not amazing in the Jules Saint, and he was fine today. So he's had like one good, one bad, one average performance. He hasn't completely cemented the spot, obviously, with that record. Um, but I, I think that that kind of is what's, what Silas wants to do, or appears to be what he wants to do, is start Max. Yeah, agreed. Um, next question comes in from Alkshet Youth at Alkshet Youth. How long uh, will Verenda survive? I have a feeling he will be president for four or five years till the new election because nothing happens against him. I think four or five years is a stretch. Uh, but Nando, what are your thoughts? Is that winning re-election and then having? I guess done? so. I don't. I guess so. That. Yeah, me neither. So, so you you cut up a little bit. You said, "What are the th- my thoughts on Verandas?" Yeah. So, Alkshit Youth just asks, "How long will Verandas survive?" Oh, okay. Um, probably the duration of his fucking presidency. What two more years left, and then probably be yeah. reelected? Because at this point, there's absolutely zero expectation and zero. the sport they should be so congratulations but i'm you fucking asshole <laughs> um underneath uh so philip jabalski i'm hoping i pronounce pronounced that right um he said they already collected enough signings to kick them off 7th of january will be uh the day for presenting them so, to start special assembly yeah. general wow so the we problem knew, with we, that we knew that is, already. We knew that they yeah. had the signatures. Though. The problem with that oh, okay. though is it's back to the same shit. We continue to let the older members have the vote. Members with the vote, and there you go. Same thing. True. True. All right. Next question comes in from Football Macedonia at Macedonian Foot. Uh, thoughts on Ristovsky's overall and his performance today. Uh, he's had a tough season due to injury and whatnot. Uh, so want to know what Spartan fans think of Ristovsky and where they stand on him. Um, I mean, I like Ristovsky overall. I thought today maybe wasn't his best day, uh, but um, he wasn't necessarily bad. I think he, the more he plays the season, the more it shows that he's probably second option to Rosier, uh, in my opinion, at least. Um, but overall, I've liked Ristovsky. Ristovsky is always given... 110% for the shirt. Um, he's always been good attacking-wise and defensively. He's been decent defensively, at least I can say. Um, but I think if if the rumors are true, or at least if I'm going off rumors, I think, yeah, Spartan will probably end up selling him soon time. Um, but overall, yeah, I like Ristovsky. Um, and today he was all right. He wasn't that bad. Um, next question comes in from Nasser at N7 underscore DS7. He asks, what do we need to change in January? Buy players, sell, promote from the U23s, call back loan players, etc. And where do you see us finishing in the league and Europa? Christian, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. Yeah. Um, so we kind of touched on earlier what kind of signings we need. There are a couple U23s. I think Heather Men's definitely will be on that team. Um, yeah. You know, I'd like to see Mateus Nunes. Um, Tomas Silva, I don't know if players like Bragança are going to come back or not, or the other guy that's at Estudil, the longer hair and the tattoos. Yeah, him, he's having a good season as well. I don't know, I don't fully expect any of these players like that to return, um, but uh, it would be nice. Um, and where do I see us finishing in the league? Uh, I see he's finishing fourth, but I'm all in on the European adventure, boys. Where are we going? How far are we going? <laughs> in the you Europa me, League? Dude. What do you think? One, one round, if we're lucky? Yeah. I think um, I think we're going to get... Depending on we our finish in first. I think if we finish first, we're getting... 
some third place Champions League team. And even if we finish second, we're getting an even tougher third place uh, finished Champions League team. Dude. Yeah, I mean, we got a favorable draw last year and still fucking choked. So that's a good point. Uh, yeah, anyways, next question comes in from uh, Kevin. Kevin from the Lens, Jack K from the Lens, 1906. Uh, Diaby or Kamashu? I know I'd pref- uh, I know who I'd prefer, and it's the guy who can at least run. Damn. Nando, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Diaby is better than Kamashu? Do you think Kamashu is a, a waste of uh, $5 million? Yeah, I, I think I think Kamashu has been a complete, complete letdown. I mean, granted, he's he was hurt. For a beginning there, but he seems so unsure of himself. At least, at least Diaby can run and just puts his head down and goes. So I mean, there's that. And then like Sosa Cinta used to say, like he's the fastest guy in Portugal. So give the man a highway, and he maybe, maybe, maybe outrun somebody. I mean, comes me. He is just like five. You know, you sit there and you watch him play, and then you're like five million for this for real. I don't know, man. I'd rather take Diaby all day over Kamashu right now, based on what I've seen. And yeah, uh, I'll take Diaby. Fair enough. I cannot, last... I cannot accept that. I, <laughs> I've been fucking so scarred from that guy. I thought Kamashu had a, a good couple games uh, recently when he finally got a chance to play. I thought he was a bit better. He kind of impressed me a little bit. So I'll, I'll take him over Diaby all day. But. Five million, five mil still. Five million? Agreed, agreed. But, I mean, I'm, I'm he showed flashes recently. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and unfortunately, Kamashu barely plays, so it's not like we can have, like, a real verdict on a guy. But, Diaby did play way too much. Like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of minutes, man. Yeah, Kaiser fucking loved that guy. I don't know why. I don't know what he's seen in him, but, yeah. So Anyways... <laughs> yeah, true. So I seem to love them too. <laughs> um, last question. And you know what? He was captain of Mali. You know what? I might be leaning towards Diaby right now. He captain Maraga, boy. He scored that one goal in the African Cup of Nations. A banger, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm changing allegiance. Sorry, bro. Diaby all the way. <laughs> um, huh. Next uh, next comment, last comment, I should say, comes in from Deca at Kyle the the Portuguese um, with two E's. He, and he just says, this team gives me high blood pressure. You and me both, buddy. Uh, anyways, let's go into the uh, PSV game. I got the lineup here somewhere. Uh, there we are. So our lineup was as follows. We had Luis Max in net. Um, Rosier, Ilari, Mathieu, and Acuna in defense. Bruno Fernandes, Dumbia, Wendell in midfield with Balassi, Vieto, and Luis Felipe up top. Um, Christian, what were your thoughts on this game, dude? It was a big four nothing win. I should mention. Sorry, I didn't even mention the scoreline. Yeah, I think I think this is probably the most complete performance of the season. Um, yep. They they came out to play. They dominated. Um, you know, it was all sporting. Um, uh, you know, this was the Max debut game. Thought he played well. Came out well. Took took out or, or won the ball from Bruma that one time when he came out. That was nice. Um, yeah, and then the second half, it kind of slowed down a little bit. Sporting was just co- confidently just controlling the, the, the game up 3 nothing. Um, didn't really need to do too much. And then, uh, you know, they got that, the break. Uh, Acuna dribbled the whole team, and then they got a PK, made it 4 nothing. So, yeah, it felt good to, to smash these guys to, to get through to the next round. Um, you know, these guys beat us the first time, so that felt good. And honestly, we... Might have done a number on their chances of advancing uh, to the next round as well. They, they're they're in trouble now, and they kind of are hoping that we do them a favor by beating Last Lens, which I don't think is going to happen because I don't think we care about the game, nor do I think we're better than Last Lens. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to help them out too much there. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, they might be screwed, and they very well seemed like that they were likely to win the group, and now they 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 could be uh, you know on the outside looking in. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a good result, and um, it uh, pretty much makes that match day six game. You know, no, not we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, we just yeah, have to worry about whether we want first or not. Um, yeah, yeah, which isn't that big of a deal to be to be honest. But yeah, um, Nando, what about you, dude? 
Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, you guys at the beginning of the game, most of it is just highlights from what I gather, but it was clear to me um, that this was by far the consensus that our best game of the year. Um, you know, I like looking at the formation. I like the way Silas decided to start this game. I like Belezi at wing with Philippe Stryker versus that and you know going up 3-0 at halftime that's as good as you can you know write it up you know what I mean no one I'm sure none of us would have thought that that would have been the case um another good game by Bruno Fernandes two goals um Jeremy with you you know the, the huh two goals two assists yeah true. that's right yeah two goals two assists you're right yeah yeah so more of him like we're used to and then you know I think everybody's favorite ageless wonder um Mathieu doing his thing um, you know, what more could well in that game versus what we've seen the play since then and before then. Uh, but there is also something to be said. Um, you, one of our uh, Twitter questions mentioned it, you know, what was Ajax on an eight game or eight game winless streak? Yeah. Yeah. So there's something obviously there that, uh, they, that, 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 I'm sorry, not Ajax PSV needs to, um, needs to address but on our end i mean we put it together we played well and it was good to have a good game like that in europe too yeah exactly and uh yeah i'll, I'll just quickly reiterate the same sort of the same points definitely our best game of the season i think one of our most complete performances since, since uh George Zouge. um i want to say as far back as the as the the first season but i won't be so hard so I'll say maybe like against the Barcelona's or, or the Juventus when we drew against Juventus. Yeah, I liked it. I think the the thing that this game and then following three games shows when Spartan plays against a team that will um, try to pressure the ball um, and won't sort of defend with a low block. I think we're that's that's the sort of games that suit us. Whereas when we face these teams like Gilles Vicent, like Mourinho's, where 10 players are behind the ball, I think uh, that's when that's when we really can't cause uh, like any real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Any real trouble, really, because um, against PSV, we were able to move the ball well, especially in the back to the, to the, to the midfield, to the forward line. Whereas against Mourinho's, against Gilles Vicent, um, we can. We've had moments where we can play the ball out from the back, but then we're just too slow in transition, um, and we just let them, you know, get that low block, and then we're we're pretty much fucked. Um, so I think that's that's really what what complemented us uh, as well. Not only their confidence, but even the way they play the game uh, complements our style of the game. Um, but anyways, I was gonna ask man of the match, but I think it's unanimous. Two goals, two assists. They had to go to Bruno Fernandes. Am I right, boys? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll move on to the next game. Uh, Gilles Vicente away, or Gilles Vicente was at home. We were playing in Barcelos. Uh, 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 let me pull up the lineup. I just had it. Uh, one second. Doo -doo -doo. There we are. Um, we had uh, Max again in net, making his league, I believe his league debut, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, then we had Rosier uh, right back, Ilotti, Jeremy Mathieu, and Acuna completing that defense. With Dumbia, Wendell, and Bruno Fernandes in the midfield, with Vietu, uh, Hesse, and Luis Philippe up top. Krishna, I'll start again with you, dude. Uh, it was a 3 1 loss. Uh, a lot of mistakes on our end. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it was pretty poor. Um, there really was no offense or chances created until like the 40 some minute. Like, like, 42nd, and then we had a couple chances in a row. Wendell had one, then he had the one he scored, and I, then there was one other one. Um, Hesse, Hesse. And then, you mean, yeah. there's uh, up for debate if that's a penalty or not. I think it's probably not, but it's closer than it was giving credit for at the time. Um, yeah, man, this just overall fucking sucked. Um, Alori, we, if Alori if plays multiple games in a row, the chance that Catastrophe... You, the chance that you avoid catastrophe for that entire time is almost a zero or not a zero percent chance. So obviously the Alori catastrophe was coming, and it was this game because he was horrible and he gave them a free goal. Also, um, he was super, super, super poor overall. 
Um, ended up getting substituted, um, I think, uh, at the end, or towards the end. Um, yep. So there was that. Um, you know, I think that our even our goal is just kind of like ugly, and Wendell didn't even really finish it well. I think that he could be um, offside uh, as well, so I don't even know if, if that should have counted. Um, and then, you know, just to... Just to add it, and oh, oh, there was another PK shout as well. The Balassi header at the end off the guy's arm. I don't think that that's a PK. Um, I think that Hesse is probably more of a PK than that was. And then, yeah, to add insult to injury, their guy fucking dribbled our whole team and (laughs) cooked Bruno Fernandes completely uh, and put the game away. They were... They were the better team. They they beat Porto there in the first week of the season. Then they beat Sporting. Um, it's not a bad team. It's very well coached, just well organized. I, I mean, they have a great coach, Vitor Oliveira. Vitor Oliveira. Um, yeah. And he knew exactly um, you know, what he was doing here. Kind of shaded us in the post-game interview as well. So, fuck you for that. Um, but you're probably right. <laughs> Our team does suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you? What about you, Nando? What are your thoughts on on the game? I know you only watched the highlights, but what were your thoughts? Pop there, like I'm watching. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the highlights again because there's a couple things that like Christian just mentioned that are obvious. Like Lottie was god awful. <laughs> like he's so yeah. Bad. And I think not his goal point rating was 4.0. So I mean, that's horrible. So bad. <laughs> so he he lets him just he just goes right past him. He, you know, he whiffs on the pass or the kickback, whatever the hell he's trying to do. Then Mathieu is just like watching. He doesn't make an attempt at the ball at all. I don't know if he's scared for a penalty. Acuna's coming in on the back. This is that shot too on their first goal. Like he he hits it poorly. Um, you know, then you got the penalty, and then the the last goal that you talked about, like where he just runs on us, um, and everybody's just standing there watching, like nobody makes an effort to try to challenge this guy, which is kind of shocking. I mean, he runs, he he pulls off a, a sun before Tottenham played, like it's crazy, like it's true, dude. And then yeah, we thought Oliveira hit it, like we fucking suck. It is what it is. I mean, we we don't have good players. We have expensive. mindset that because it costs us x amount of money they're good they're just expensive because of the market we live on and um we just don't have a good team yeah a hundred percent dude and just to hit on that point too like uh, i mean I, I don't know how many times i have to say this but uh like we had Bolasi and and hesse and it's like are they that much better than Matus Pereira? Uh, clearly not. Look at what Matus Pereira is doing. <laughs> They're not better the at all, bro. They're exactly. They're just costing more. Overrated. Hesse is so fucking washed, man. He is so yeah. washed, dude. And it's he just, should go it's play just, in the Spanish second division or something. And even though I don't know if he's, if he's good enough for them. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It, it's just upsetting because... He's the type of profile that Ender said he wasn't going to go after, and that's exactly what he went after. And in fact, he went after three of them, really. He's just lucky Vieto ended up panning out, but he said he didn't want a player that would jump from club to club. That's all Hesse's been doing ever since it's not been working out for uh, for Real Madrid. And Belasi as well, let's be real, even though Belasi is coming off of an injury. Uh, you want a player that was uh, that would come from preseason eight, and that's exactly um, and not to sort of scapegoat the guy because it is a lot, the, the entire team that's that performed badly. But Hesse was horrible, and you know Elodi especially as well was horrible. We were lucky with the Wendell goal that it was uh, that it was a um, a frangu. Acuna didn't see his best game either, giving away a penalty, and then yeah, that counter at the end was embarrassing. Um, and he and fun fact, I don't know if you guys noticed, he put Bruno Fernandes on his ass before scoring that goal. Uh, yeah, he did scoring the three-one. So, yeah, not a not a good day, not a good day at the office, and not a good uh, match. And, and especially especially coming coming off a four-zero fucking Europa win. And it's not only that; it's the most typical sparking ever to do because Family Kong had dropped points. And we could have been one point. We could have yeah. been what we are today, one point away from Familia Gaon. And today, maybe we could have been third place. But no, Sporting pulled the Sporting and decided to lose. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, like, like I mean, you guys mentioned Vitor Oliveira. You guys agree with his comments, right? Sporting really only has one good player. Yeah, I agree with his comments. I mean, he also said that our roster is is um, shittier than our rivals. Um, you know, that's, that's probably true. But to be fair, um, our rivals, this isn't their best years either. Um, we're just okay. even worse than them, or our average. I yeah, guess. Well, that's even scarier, dude. To me, that they're what not they, doing they get well. They in Europe, man. They suck. They're not. They're not that good either. And they're significantly better than us, which means that we're trash. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I believe Porto is still tied one one against Billings as we speak. Uh, they are. They're gonna yeah. drop points. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I guess nothing more left to say about that three-one disaster class. Um, it's just, yeah, so typical Spartan coming off their best, um, best game of the season, best game in a long time. They probably put in their worst game in the, of the season. Uh, anyways, next game was for Tasa de Liga, um, where we needed a crucial three points to still somewhat be in it. Um, lineup was as followed. We had Renan Ribeiro back in net. We had Ristovsky back in action. Kwach coming back from injury. Luis Neto, uh, with his first start in a while in Acuna, who ended up getting a red. Uh, we had Miguel Luis coming back into action, Dumbia, Bruno Fernandes, and Wendell, and at front two of Golasi and Luis Philippe. Uh, Christian, again, I'll start off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on this game? Christian, I think you're on mute, dude. Yeah, I was on the My bad. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't, uh, you know, a master class uh, by any point. I, it, at first, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Riwav game that we lost in the Tass of the Liga, where we just fucking pelted the goal, and then they somehow scored at the end. It was just classic. So the fact that we were, at, you know, pelting the goal and then uh, weren't scoring, I was like, this is really going to happen again. We literally just lost to these guys, like, is this really going to happen again? They kind of disrespected us a little bit because they rotated their entire squad. They had two players that played against us the, the game before, and we had our full strength 11. So they were that was kind of like a fuck you. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we were better. Um, you know, we had more chances. I think we scored, right? We scored. Velocity was offside. Um, no, Rostrovsky was offside on the play that eventually led to Velocity scoring. Um, you know, Philippe had a chance. Belasi really just can't score. The guy cannot score, no matter what he does. He he had a thunderous shot, too, that went over. He's, he's done that a couple times this season. He's cutting in. He's, like, putting shots, like, on target or near the target. Sometimes they're, like, very powerful shots, but they just won't, They just don't go in. And he finally scored. It didn't count. I mean, I think he scored one goal before, right, for us. Um, one or two. But, man, the guy really is, like, unable to finish. <laughs> Um, and he had like four chances in this game. Um, Acuna, we got to talk about Acuna. That was, I mean, Bruno Fernandes. All right, so there should have been three players sent off in this game. The Riwaf player who who came in with on Bruno Fernandes with already had a yellow and, and completely caught him with his studs up. Should have been a second yellow. Bruno Fernandes also should have been sent off. He was treading the line the whole game, just like Acuna was, mouthing off with a yellow and just overall being reckless. Acuna actually took it a step further and decided he was going to go ahead and get himself sent off, but he could have gotten, like, five yellows in this game, man. He was, he was, he was like, he completely lost his head. More than average. Like, he, he normally is kind of on, like, 60% my head is lost just normally, but he was completely um, out of control um, in this game and just, just completely wasteful to get fucking sent off in the 91st minute of a fucking League Cup game. Just not worth it. But then the, the good note was we did get to end on a on a better note because that with that uh, that counter Hesse right Hesse Vieto Bruno Vieto, yeah. um, nice goal, and uh, it sealed the deal. Yeah, agreed. Oh, uh, also, Nando, Romario Romario Balde was fucking. He looked like a uh, he looked like a like I, I had to look him up, man, because I had no idea what the fuck had happened in that guy's career. Um, cause he was kind of tearing us up. Like he's yeah. like a sub for Gilby Synth and he was tearing us up. He's only like 22, man. He's been in like Poland on loan and all this shit. Um, and you just signed for Gilby Synth on a free this year. And I, I thought he looked all right. He was kind of, 
He's kind of had a Cunha on the ropes the whole fucking game. That's probably why he's getting so pissed off. <laughs> True. Uh, Nando, what about you, dude? I mean, we, we had to freaking go back at them with pretty much the full squad, minus a few comebacks. And these are good players to have come back. Kristovski, Kovac. Um, I'm okay with that to come and playing in a while. Hernan Ribeiro, I wish I'd seen, you know, more of uh, Maximiano, but whatever. And we need 2-0. And they, didn't you guys kind of mention that they um, were missing a lot of their starters? Yep. So Yeah, they only had two of the uh, that started the last game. That's a and lot. And one of them was the right goalie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we uh we won two zero. I really don't have much to say on it because I caught more. Um, the Bruno Fernandes free kick, really good goal. The Luciano Vieto more of what a counter attack at the end of the game there. Mm-hmm. Per se earlier in the game, but you know, it is what it is. If they had not won that game, I think we would have had to riot. But <laughs> at least we won that one. Yeah, agreed. Um, the only real other talking point I wanted to bring up, I think Acuna. Acuna may, oh, yeah, that Acuna thing. No, that was I personally. I think that's a little harsh, I, especially the the first yellow. Uh, let me try to see it again. He does it all the time but, though, and he just yeah, is it's a building mental his thing reputation. For him. <laughs> it's like in the NFL, if a guy's like a dirty and known for a dirty hit, and then it's a borderline one, like they're gonna call it. Like he's just like the get in the ref face guy and get a yellow, so he just he just gets it every time now, like. I, I, ag- I agreed, but a lot of the time I understand his frustration, though, uh, because a lot of the time it's a bullshit call that the ref will get yeah, against Yeah, the refs often are horrible. It's the same way with, with, you know, okay, a little different, obviously, but the same way last year when, when Ristovsky got a fucking elbow to the forehead and he went up to the ref to, like, fucking complain about it and he sees the red about it. Uh, it, it I get the frustration. Um, so I guess I'll ask you guys this. Do you then agree with Cedric's comments when, when he said um, – uh, you know, Acuna is no longer a, a, a junior or a, a juvenile or whatever the, the term was that he used. He's, he's a professional. He, he should learn how to control his emotions. Do you guys agree with that then? Yeah, I think he needs to get it in check because, I mean, mm. often often he you can tell that he's out there with his head lost. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, it's especially in games in like – in the Portuguese league, I mean, you can kind of get away with stuff. Bruno Fernandes definitely gets away with more than he probably should. And in exactly. Europe, you do the same things, and you get a yellow every single time if you do it in Europe. Mm-hmm. And it happens. So I think that that's the, that's the last part of our season that is still, like, remains to be determined, potentially. So hopefully they, uh, they show up in those games and don't fucking get, you know, booking suspensions or just make it harder than they need to, you know? Agreed. I, I, I agree that I think Acuna definitely needs to learn how to tone it down, but I also don't want to see him lose that fire in him because uh, really that, that's, the, sure. that's, the, sure. that, that's what makes him really a quality player, you know, that, that uh, especially on defense when, when, you know, he's determined to win a ball back, even if that means a hard tackle, like, fuck it, he's going in, you know, and that's one of my things that I like about Acuna. But yeah, I agree. He definitely needs to have his emotions in check. Um... Yeah, that's really all. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Anything else you guys wanted to mention? Oh, actually, one more thing. Um, so, Riwav currently with six points in the group um, coming up against Gil Vicente, um, who are already out, Sporting with three. For Sporting to make it through, um, we have to, one, hope that Gil Vicente, who are already out, like I mentioned, get a result against Riwav, um, a win especially. Or a draw, actually, a draw will work as well. They they tied against Portimonense, I should say. They have four points. Sporting have three. Um, so yeah, we have to hope that Riwav doesn't win against Juve Sint, and we have to also hope that we beat Portimonense. And yeah, basically that's it. Do you guys think we'll make it through to the to the next round of the Tasa de Liga like we did last year in similar fashion? Nando, I'll start that one off with you, dude. So what? So right now we Sorry. are in. So we're in third place. Portimonense and, and Riwav both have four points because they have a win and a draw. Uh, Sporting are in third with three points with only a win against Gil Vicente and a loss oh, to Riwav. And then Gil Vicente, of course, with zero. Yeah, I don't I was, know, man. I guess I can see us going through, but but I don't... 
<clears throat> I don't think we're I don't think we're playing like we care right now enough to to feel comfortable and confident in such a thing. To you know, we're not dependent on ourselves like that. Yeah, I don't agreed. know if Vitor Oliveira is going to be doing us any favors. Because <laughs> that yeah. game doesn't mean anything for them for 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 them against Rewav. Um, so I don't know how much he's going to care about it, and as a result, I don't know if they're going to um, win or draw. But maybe. I mean, we have to take care of business. We have to beat Portimao um, away. Which I mean, can we even do that part? Can we even hold up our own end of the bargain and win? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to today's game. Um, with Luis Maximiliano back in there. It was a one nothing win again uh, at home against Mureres. Um, we had Luis Maxinet, Kristofsky, Neto, who was substituted early after an injury for Kwach, uh, Mathieu and Borja completing that defense, uh, Dumbia, Bruno Fernandes, and Wendell in midfield with Hesse, for whatever reason, up top, uh, Bolasi and Vieto on the wings. Um, Nando, I'll start this one off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on this game? So, first off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by just something I just read from um, Silas. He said that he would give the team um, a 7 today in their performance, which I disagree. Uh, dude, um, I think that his formation uh, wasn't right. I think he's still trying to figure out the, the best setup personally, and I'll let you guys tell me how you feel about this, but I like – seen um first off i don't like jose at all i think we've made that point clear i think that at the very least go with a guy that is a striker which is philippe who did score a really nice goal um start with him don't start with jose that's a waste of space and a waste of time right there so right off the bat i didn't like the formation um but the team just plays that it's like it, it don't it reeks man i I get that they're trying to like make this guy, you know, be the best thing that's ever played a sport thing and just trying to, you know, justify every single penny that he makes. Uh, but then you have a comment from Silas at the end of the game that says that if he was well rested, he could have scored two or three goals. You know, that's shameful. That's shameful after already having a press conference before the game saying that he's an untouchable on the team. Um, and then the performance of the players, uh, you know, they all, everything gets fed to him. Um, That's noticed. And then, two, I think uh, Jeremy Mathieu rightfully won man of the match. I think he played wonderfully. I think he continues to show wonderful uh, moments of offense, whether that's that free kick that hit the post, that cross was on on the money. Um, and then, like I talked about, the header from Philippe, that was a really good header, a striker's header, um, and that's good to see there. Um, but overall, I think the team um, disappointed, and more so when we were up a man with however many minutes ago, 15 or so, and then watching um, – more dance be the ones that are going out way like that's disappointing man and that says everything you need to know about the mentality of the club right now agreed agreed uh how about you christian first things first um those jerseys that more dance is wearing they need to be gathered up and burned because <laughs> what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Purple and orange, like, design. Horrible. So bad. <laughs> All right. Got, I had to say that first. Um, <laughs> the game itself, uh, it was actually the most shots taken in a Liga NOS game this season. Sporting, 28 shots. Um, 16 of them were outside the box. So, you know, most of them were from outside the box. But still a shit ton of shots. A lot of chances. Um, no. They deserved to win. I think that they did. They did enough and had you know enough and better chances to, to um to win the game. Yeah, like uh, like Nando said, Matthew um was excellent. Almost scored one himself. Bruno Fernandes, um, pretty good as well. Borja did a decent job standing in. Um, same with the Risto. Um, I actually thought Vieto did pretty well. And uh, that was a great goal by Luis Philippe. That's a very difficult header, and he, uh, he got a lot of power on it. It's not easy. He's kind of fading away, too. That's not an easy header, um, so that's a great goal. And uh, it took a great goal to win because it didn't seem like it was going to go in under you know, you know, normal circumstances. So it took a great goal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
the last game at uh, Alvalade uh, in 2019. So yeah, yeah. We, we got a result there at least um, for the fans that were there. And, uh, yeah, just another churning along in the league here. Um, you know, uh, you know, family can drop points again, right? Yep, they lost uh, to Portimao. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, one point back, a third, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. But second and first are very, still very, very far away. Um, I think we're thirteen from Benfica, and I don't know how much we are now. Because it seems like about the they're gonna but. they're gonna draw and they're gonna be four points yeah. off the top, you know, two games from the from the top. So yeah. I don't know, man. Team in red seems like they might win, even though their team isn't seemingly really even that good this year. But churning along here, <laughs> same old the, shit. Yeah, I think the difference between. Even Benfica this year and, like, the rest of the pack, especially, I'll, I'll keep it especially to Benfica and Spartan, seeing as Benfica's in first, is that Benfica will, in this, if if this was a Benfica game today, they win 4 nothing. Even even though we played pretty bad, and for the most part, Benfica played pretty bad, even in Portugal. Uh, the difference is they can finish. I think Spartan, the amount of chances we've had today, we should at least have won this game 2 3 nothing. Um, okay, we were unlucky in, in the first half uh, by being centimeters offside. Um, I look back at it now, I, I'll agree with it. Though at, at first when I was watching the game, I didn't think it was offside. I think it was just barely offside. I'm still with the opinion that I don't think VAR is a measurement tool. VAR is only for the clear and obvious. Um, but okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It was offsides offside. Um, but... With that being said, Spartan should have done a lot more with uh, with all the chances we had. Um, another thing that frustrated me today uh, was every time we get a free kick, doesn't matter how far away it is or how close it is, we're looking to shoot on net. And I understand we have two great free kick takers in Mathieu and, and Bruno Fernandes, but every now and again, we have to catch these guys uh, off guard. Um, you know, Jarzuz had great penalty kick uh, takers on uh, his teams, um, and we still had every now and again some fucking crazy idea that would almost at least pull off um, into a goal. I, I think uh, that's one one as- one minor aspect, but still one aspect Spartan needs to work on. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I think that's that's really it's it's our finishing that that we're lacking. Uh, that's the reason why we're losing games. That's the reason why we don't blow out teams. And I think that's the reason why we were so shocked at a 4 nothing against PSV. Um, what else can we say about this game? Nando, you actually gave your opinion on this already, so I'll ask Christian it. Um, what were your thoughts on Silas' comments on that there's only one um, untouchable player on this team, if you will? I don't really think it's read that much into it because, you know, whether or not he says it or not, I think we all know that it's true and yeah. who he's talking about. <laughs> and I think everyone yeah. on the team knows. Everyone who follows the team knows. I mean, people who follow the like the sport know that he kind of just fucking scores all our goals <laughs> and or assists them. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's just how it is. It's <laughs> a good point. Even those that don't know Portuguese football, the only thing they know really about sparking nowadays is Bruno Fernandes. So, yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, anything else you guys want to mention on this game? Like nothing's really coming to me right at the moment. No, nah, I mean it was. I mean it wasn't a bad performance. I thought Hesse was better than he was in the other games where he was atrocious. I mean I didn't think he was fully fully terrible in this game. He was he was one of the worst on the field, but I didn't think that anyone played that bad truly. Okay. Fair. How Velocity, about you, Nando? Velocity, is, an, Velocity just is annoying to me, man. But nah, man. I actually didn't nah, mind nah. Velocity today, though. He was close. He, I thought he, he deserved at least the goal. All right. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I guess I'll just ask man of the match for today. Uh, who do you think? Uh, Nando. 100% uh, Jeremy with you, for sure. Agreed. How about you, Christian? Um, 
Hmm. Um, the obvious one's Bruno Fernandes, just for his, his stats. Eight passes for finalization, or, fi- or like eight, eight, you know, passes that created chances. <laughs> That's mm, ridiculous. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go Vieto. Thought he quietly had a nice game as well. All right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'll I'll uh, I'll stick with um, I'll stick with Nando, and I'll say um, Mathieu. All right, we'll go into uh, Moodalidads before uh, before giving in our previews. Um, so this morning, actually, at well, least morning here for us in the East Coast, um, Spartans futsal team beat Ademudikush, I believe that's how you pronounce it, 5-3. Um, goals from Diego Cavanito, Cardinal, João Matos, and two from Tainan da Silva. Um, that brings Spartan still in second, four points behind Befica. Um, but I mean, we're in the playoff rounds. Um, we're not in the Champions League this year, so all we have to focus on really is, is domestic competitions. Um, so I think uh, Spartan's still in a good position to do well this season. Um, our handball team also won in a big win against our rivals, Benfica, 26 to 21, uh, in the 16th game. I'm trying to see if it says anywhere here the league table. Do you know where, where we sit by chance, uh, Christian? Uh, in handball, if not, I can look it up real quick. I think we're, I think we're in first. I, th- I think we have uh, nice. I think we have no losses or one loss. I yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we've lost either. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, a big win against uh, against Benfica. Um, the the U twenty three boys also won one nothing against away yeah, uh, to many teams. I'd say us and Porto are both fifteen and one. Fifteen oh and one. Mm, interesting. Cool, cool. How about in Champions League? We're still good, right? In terms of handball, we just advanced to the okay. playoff to make the round of sixteen. So we have a two leg, two leg game against um, Dinamo Bucharest from Romania. Uh-huh. Um, so we play them two legs, and if we win, then we're into the last sixteen. So I think it's, it's basically a play in game to get into the quarter or the round of sixteen. And we finished second in our group, which gave us you know, access to that. So, so still alive in Europe. I think that game, the, those games are in January or February. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're coming up at the beginning of next year. Dope. Dope. The handball boys doing well. Um, also, yeah, one nothing away against Maritimo in the under-23 league. Uh, goal from Nunu Correira. Um, we, that brings us up to we're still in first. Let me just double-check that I had that here somewhere. Sorry, boys, on terms of the uh, lack of uh, preparedness. Yeah, we're up in first, one point ahead of uh, Befica, who have 41 points. We have 42, uh, but a, a pretty good distance from Riwab with 35 points in third. Um, so, yeah, good to see us getting back to winning ways. I know we've been struggling in the U23, so hopefully this will uh, bring us uh, some confidence and uh, will really push us on Um throughout the next year, even though we have a few games this year. But anyways, uh, we also uh, beat uh, the fo- the feminine, the female team. Uh, beat, let me scroll up here, uh, Valdarej Gaia FC. I didn't say that right. Valdarej, I think. Anyways, we beat them 4-0. Um, a big comfortable lead. I think that brings us up to third still um, behind Braga and Befica. Um, with not a lot of ground to get, um, I'll Google the, uh, the league table in a second, um, and I'll let you guys know, but also a huge win yesterday against Porto in basketball, um, which brings us up tied to first, uh, with Befica and Porto all on 21 points, all with 10 wins, one, uh, loss, uh, we beat Porto 89 to 78. Uh, with uh, three of our players making uh, getting the highest points total. Uh, Travante Williams with 30 points, James Ellisor with 19 points, and, Abdu, and Abu with 17 points. Um, the team is nice, uh, and uh, I'm a big fan of, of Spartan making a, a, a nice comeback to uh, the Portuguese basketball leagues. And as we were saying a bit off uh, podcast, um, uh, really, really want Sporting and really all, the the entire Portuguese league to do well. But uh, really wants to see Sporting in uh, in some European competitions sometime soon. 
Um, it would be really fun to see us against um, like the Barcelonas, the Madrids, those those Turkish teams. Um, you know, uh, it'd be really cool. And in terms of uh, football, Feminina, uh, we're actually in second. My mistake, boys. Uh, two points ahead of Braga. We, we have 27 points. Braga has 25 points. Benfica with 30 points. We're just three points behind them. Uh, remember, we lost to them earlier in the season. That was the only That's loss great. that we obtained. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, uh, three points behind. So still a lot of, not a lot of ground to cover. Still a little behind, but still a lot more uh, to play. Um, so yeah, with, with um, more and more results, hopefully we can get a big result against uh, Braga. We can build some confidence. Um, and yeah, it would be good. And that's really all I have for Mudalidaj this week. Um, seeing as uh, the, it's still Sunday, um, we didn't get everything, but that was the main ones at least. Um, oh, hockey patins. Uh, that's what I forgot to do. I had that somewhere here. Uh, just bear with me for a second. Fill up on it. I think it was this one. No. Anyways, I believe we won in hockey patins, right? Do you, do you guys happen to know? There it is. We yeah, we did. Four nothing against uh, AJ Vienna. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you where we are in the league we're table fourth. right now, but I know that. Sorry, we're we're, we're fourth. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, 24, 22, 22, 22, 19. So there's a it, uh, Olivares, Barcelos, Benfica, Sporting, Porto are all separated by only five points. Damn. And then there's the field. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, right. Olivares and and Barcelos uh, having uh, good seasons. Um, only one loss for all of them. Yeah. Olivares is always a good team in terms of um, modalities, especially yeah, they made it and, to the, uh, and basketball. Uh, they made it to the final four of the of the yeah. yeah the Champions League. Olivares, there's three Portuguese teams uh, in the final four. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's all that we got this week for Mudalidades. Uh, we'll, before finishing this off, we'll go into the next uh, two fixtures the Sporting has. As Christian mentioned earlier, today was the last game in Avalad. Uh, for 2019, we have three away games, one to Lask uh, coming on Thursday, one to uh, Santa Clara. Uh, That's for a the tough league. trip, and Austria straight to the Azores. Exactly, and That's then we go all the way trip. down south to Algarve. <clears throat> so it's tough for, in, for the Tasa de Liga. So it'll be tough, and then worst comes, and then the worst of all, our next game at home, it's against Porto. Uh, but let's not go too far ahead of ourselves now. Uh, thoughts on um, our game against Lask on Thursday? Nando, I'll start that one off with you, dude. Uh, let's see. So right now, Lask is second. Um, it's going to be tough as hell, man. Um, they're going to want to secure, right? And uh, PSV Eindhoven is third with seven. Uh, I Travel. I don't know how I how, predictions wise is going to be tough for me to say, man. But I hope it for at least a tie out of that thing, so we can try to guarantee first place because we have what two games left in the group, or is that our last game? No, that's our last game, right? It's our last game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, point k- k- gets us first place. So, uh, would, what would you rather? What would you prefer seniors do? Would you rather a rotated squad, seeing as we're already qualified, or do you want us to actually fight for first? Honestly, skip the rotation, figure out a team that's going to stay consistent and attack the second half of this year um, with everything we have and try to see what we can get out of it, whether that's Europe or Tested League or whatever the hell we can do. You know what I mean? Like at this point, like what, what, what good does a rotation do to a team that's what, 13 points back from first place or something like that? Like, yep. It doesn't matter. Rotation doesn't do anything. Rotation isn't going to serve anybody any purpose, and it's going to at least let us figure out who we can keep and who we can get rid of. I 100% agree with that, actually. Um, Christian, what about you, dude? What are your previews and predictions on uh, the last game? Uh, I think we're probably going to go there and lose, um, mostly just because I think that they're very good, that they're motivated, they're at home. Um I don't. I, I I agree with with you guys on the rotation, but I think that he's still going to do it. Um, not that I agree with it, but I think that he probably will rotate the squad. 
And I think that I could see us, you know, kind of getting hammered a little bit, maybe like three nothing, three one, something like that. Because um, they are kind of, you know, like free scoring at at home. It seems like they they scored four on PSV also, didn't they? At home. Uh, yep. So I think they I mean, they won four one. I think they won. They could have beat us legit five nothing. I don't know how they we, we won that game. Um, <laughs> they had so many chances, and then we scored two goals in like one minute and somehow won. So, yeah, I, I think that the, they, they, they probably win. Um, I wish they doesn't rotate because I think, truthfully, of the three games that we have left in uh, December, Santa Clara is probably the least important. And I'm pretty sure that's the one he's definitely not going to rotate the squad for because I think at this point you just got to prioritize the competitions where you're still, you know, have a prayer. So Europa League, Tasa the Liga, in theory, you know, we're both alive. We're very much alive in both of those competitions and the league not so much. Um, maybe only for you know another two weeks to test the Liga, um, but you know uh, if you go out there, then you know it's only the league in, in Europe. So you might as well you know there's no point in rotating the squad in that in that test the Liga game. You might as well go for it and hope for the best. Hope that Jovicent does you a favor, and then we can start winning PK shootouts in the final four of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just a quick uh, yeah, last one their last game three one against Wolfsburger. But the game before that, they lost four nothing against Rapid uh, Wien. Rapid Vienna. Jesus that Christ! Is. Yeah, it is. So um, Wolfsburg's yeah. in the Europa League. It's not bad. Yeah, they are. They're not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> that is. They're currently Lask is currently in second though in the Austrian league, uh, two points behind FC um, Red Bull Salzburg. So, which Ooh. also are a pretty good Champions team. League. Yeah. Yeah. They have a fucking like eighteen year or nineteen year old kid who's scoring all those goals. Uh, what the Holland, Holland or some shit like that, yeah, right? Holland, yeah. Killing it. He'll probably go to England sometime this, uh, next year, dude. Yeah, I think he will. Probably United. Everyone, or all the big clubs want him right now. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is funny. I mean, that's any time a, a kid does well in Champions League, it's like the Sharks come coming in, you know. Yeah. Everyone. That's why uh, if Bruno Fernandes was in the Champions League last season, you know season, what really did it for Joao Felix, man? That that the the the, uh, the semifinal or no, what what the semifinal? The quarterfinal. No, quarterfinals of the Europa League where they the lost Europa to Atletico, or no, they lost to Frankfurt on like away goals, right, or something like crazy. But yeah. he scored like a bunch of goals over the two yeah. leg. Everyone was jerking him off in like the you know the national media. And I think that's why. No, that's why Bruno Fernandes having a good campaign. Too. So I think that's why yeah, he, we'll, we might be able to see seventy that next summer. Yeah, he gets love because he performs in Europe. I mean, he performs in all the games, but it's the ones in Europe that really catch people's attention. <laughs> exactly. He's the yeah. leading scorer in the competition. Is he really? Holy shit! He's tied for first. There's three people with five goals, so he's joint top scorer in the competition. Damn, and I think he has like four. And he has three assists. Well, right? Which oh, is like fourth okay. assist. Yeah, so he's first in goals, like fourth in assist. It's pretty Jeez. crazy. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll sell him for seventy million next season. Anyways, <laughs> I'm saying uh, it'll be a one-one draw away from home. What do you think, Christian? Uh, score-wise for Lask or for yeah. the Santa Clara? For Lask. For Lask. For Lask, I've got Lask three-one. Three-one. And for you, Nando? one-one. Uh, one one, and yeah, I guess we can also do Santa Clara. I think uh, obviously a tough game away to a surge. Um never easy. Santa Clara having decent momentum. Let me try to pull up their uh, last few games. Um, they're not amazing. Right. I, I think believe they better, tied. They tied yesterday, year. right? Against Maritimo, tied one one. Yeah, yeah, two two. Blacks are rocking some cow costumes. That was dope. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't see that, man. That reminded me of like some fucking low level college basketball. There's always weird people in weird costumes in the stands at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Santa Clara's recent form isn't the greatest. Lost 2 1 to Boavista. They won in the Tasa Portugal 4 1 against Le Schoenge. Also lost 2 1 to Benfica. Tied to Portimanes. Tied to Stubal. Lost to Braga. They're currently in uh, probably the lower end of the table. The 14th, yeah, with 14 points. So, um, but I mean, they're for right now, they're comfortably ahead of both Pastor Freda and Absh, who take up the last two spots. Um, so yeah, what were what are your previews or predictions on uh, on the Santa Clara game away? 
Fernando, I'll start that one off with you, dude. Uh, for Santa Clara, away, tough to play. You get all those Benfica fans that are going to show up to watch. Um, yep. Fuck, that's tough. We either we either win two to one or lose two to one. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. How about you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I just looked. It, I just looked it up. It's a seven-hour flight from. Vienna to the Azores, which is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's still Damn. pretty shady. <laughs> That's shady. probably like four time zone changes. Um, yeah, so I mean, at least it's on Monday. Um, yeah, a little bit. So it's a Thursday, then Monday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be a tough trip. I don't, you know, I think depending on the momentum coming off the, the last game, if we get hammered by last, it's kind of tough to get on a plan and then go play far away against, you know, decent team. Um, I do think we get a result here, 2-1, though. Scrap it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you guys. I, I agree. Uh, if we don't win 2-1, we're losing 2-1. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, that's the end of our podcast, Podcast 59. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, for listening in. Uh, sorry about uh, us being under the weather and um, even the delay of of it i know we were supposed to do it on the third just things came up but anyways uh thanks for listening guys follow us on twitter at sparking 160 underscore en on instagram one day we'll get that up and running again at sparking 160 en and uh we we still have merch on um on um what's it called shirt shirt spread or i believe spread shirt spread shirt there you go yeah sparking 160 en for those interested um, and yeah, thank you everybody for listening and ciao. Viva Sporting. All day.